All right, welcome to episode five of our podcast. Um, we talk in New York. Um, we're back. You know, it's been a while, but we decided that we want to wait till some stuff happens. But it's looking like this is going to be probably our stadium series recap. Um, but first things first, Brian, how you doing, buddy? How's everything going? How's Hello, <laughs> Matthew. I'm good. So let's uh, let's kick this off with a bang, shall we? How, how yes. you feeling about that? You wanted to so, explain yourself or something we posted yeah. on our socials. So why yes. don't you go ahead so, and start off with that? Let's, let's give let's give a little backstory here, right? So last week was the Stadium Series. Really, really, really cool event, by the way. Like if you haven't been to one of those and they host one in your hometown, definitely go to that shit. It was cold as fuck. <laughs> there were a lot of people. It was very busy, but it was actually really cool. I really enjoyed it. I shot a hockey puck for the first time, or you know, whatever you people do. Still too really, funny. really terribly, really, really terribly. Um, but that was the first time. There was, no, of course, there's no video of me actually sinking. Well, not sinking, but there's, of course, there's no video of me hitting the you know the three that I did the second time around. <laughs> but that's beside the point. So listen, let's let's break down something that's been bothering me now for not just the past week, just recapping in my brain, but as Matt knows, and if you've watched the podcast for any sort of amount of episodes, you know, for a while now, what's been really bothering me is the Islanders' inability to, to make well, the Islanders' inability to maintain and win games after the third, after the second period. Right? I've talked about it before. So on the way out. So all right. First play, practically one of the first plays of the game, the Rangers come out the other day. Goal, right? One shot, one goal. And all the Ranger fans are like, oh, Sorokin, he can't block shit. I was like, shut the fuck up. By the way, Islander fans, we were very outnumbered there. Where the fuck were you? But that's besides the point, right? Then the Islanders go on what I thought was a really, really solid run. They go up 4-1. They're going into the third period. I don't remember what the score was going into the third period, but I remember it was four, three. Okay. Four, three. I don't remember whatever. (laughs) So I remember saying to my cousin, Anthony, Matt knows Anthony. Anthony's really fucking annoying. He just doesn't (laughs) shut the fuck up. Right. And he's like, yeah, scoreboard. The whole game, dude, he was chanting scoreboard, scoreboard. Right. I'm like, come on. He was like, yo, put your backup goalie in. Shesterkin's washed. He sucks. He's overrated. He was just talking mad shit. So I said, listen, and this is something that I've said to you too, going, you've been to a game this year together, and I said this to you. I was like, it doesn't matter. What's going to matter is how the next 20 minutes plays out, especially the last 10. And very, very quickly, it became evident that the Islanders were – unable to hold the lead again and on the way out of this so they blow the lead rangers tie the game big deal islanders get the point you go into overtime and then the game was over like i i i blinked like i I could have sneezed and the game was over like (laughs) if you weren't paying attention it was like that right done and everyone's like i don't know complete pandemonium they have a replay at the end it was it was just a clusterfuck right on the way out i made a video that for for us we got a lot of views on that i think it was close to 
2,500 views, which is pretty good because we, you know, we're just two idiots making a podcast. <laughs> but I was frustrated. And I was frustrated at Sorokin. Of course, I was I was frustrated at the Islanders and, and the defense. And no matter what um, – hang on a second. Let me – let's get specific, shall we? No matter what – but no matter what, uh, yeah, this is the video in the background, guys. Excuse that for a moment. No matter what Stanley Shesterkin says, which, oh God, how nice of you, Stanley, to use a grown man's last name as your user handle. But that's besides the point. <laughs> I listen. I understand the fact that it wasn't solely Sorokin's fault. I get that the defense was, you know. Just as much at fault. I get there were late penalties. I get people weren't executing and doing what they were supposed to do. I get Mayfield is getting rubbed, you know, wiped across the floor here. I, I understand all that. But why I'm frustrated is at what point do you hold the goalie accountable? Because you're not going to be able to give up six goals in a game and win. And, like, I get it. It was a very high-scoring game, which I was a little surprised at. Maybe it was like the sun and like, especially in the beginning of the game, there were a lot of back and forth quickly. Maybe it was just the sun or, or whatever it was. It was throwing them off. And like, again, I'm not, but the Islanders have 14 overtime losses this year. Why aren't they closing out the games? I want to know how many of those 14 games they were winning in the third period with less than five minutes left. Because they were winning this game by two goals with seven minutes left. It should have been an Islanders win. They were playing aggressive. They were taking a lot of shots on net. They looked really, really good. They looked aggressive. Everything that we want them to be, they were. And then they just couldn't hold on again. So, Matthew, at this point, I refrain back to you on this at what point do we actually hold the goalie accountable for 14 overtime losses and stop blaming everyone else listen i mean it's really hard to blame sorokin for a lot of this i mean yeah he's given up during this stretch of like just pure sadness for fans i guess you could say it's it seems like he's been giving up like soft goals that i would say you probably should say it, but then most most of the time it's just bad defense so it's really hard to hold Sorokin accountable because it's also Varley he's not doing so well I mean we just like last night we watched him in St. Louis and he wasn't that good I he was sharp from some of the game but you know those 32 seconds where they gave him three goals in a row like that wasn't I wouldn't say that's Varley's fault that's more like just defense so in my opinion like I don't disagree with what you're saying but it's really just seems like that the Islanders defense is just on a, a huge problem. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to um, disagree with you, but I also do agree with you, but I want to go back to um, just like the whole thing with the stadium series for like what my point of view of it was. So yeah, I wasn't at the game. I was able to watch it on TV. Um, watching it on TV, you started with, uh, how there were like no Islander fans there, right? And it was mainly Ranger fans. That was the first problem. Actually, you know what? No, that was the second problem. The first problem, in my opinion, was how the Rangers came in with their FDMY and NYPD hockey sweaters. Meanwhile, the Islanders, given 
they've arrived on uh, Long Island police and fire trucks and police cars, obviously. Um, they came on there while, but they were still in suits. Like, that's still lose bullshit policy of looking classy like the Yankees. We're not the Yankees, all right? Like, forget about that. But coming in on the on the police cars and the in the fire trucks was really cool to me, especially Long Island. The Rangers doing the sweaters was even better. That's sick. Like, I don't know why we couldn't figure out something for Long Island. So that was problem number one that I had with the game. Problem number two was no Islander fans there. Why was it 70-30... Ranger fans, when every Islander fan that I ever talked to leading up to this game was super excited. Yes, I'm one of them that didn't go, but I had a good reason. So I want yeah, to know get, why that there cold. were you there were it. more uh, more Ranger fans there when everybody seemed like they were going to go to the game. But that's also just a fan base. The Rangers can draw that many people. They could pro- if this was a Ranger, I don't know Ranger Panthers game. Or just any other team that's not in the metro area, the Rangers probably because the Ranger fans probably could sold out that arena. Them, I mean, the could sold out that stadium themselves. Islanders fans can't do that. We probably would have sold maybe half of it. So, I that was problem one one because this was an Islander home game, in actual schedule, Islanders home game. So that was problem number one. You could see it on TV. You could hear it when the goals were scored. It was clear. Problem number three that I have with the game. The sweaters, uh, the jerseys that they wore were really, like, nice. I don't know why people had such a problem with them in the, until they actually saw the full suit. Like, everyone hated the jersey. The Islanders one was beautiful. I don't know why. Like, I, and the Rangers one was not that great. I didn't really like them on TV. I don't know how you liked them in person. But, like, on TV, they just did not look that great. And every Range fan's going to say, oh, they're beautiful because we won. Yeah, obviously. But, like, Islanders jersey, the Islanders lost, and I still like the jersey. And I said it when they came out. I liked them. So my problem was all the fans that hated it but still bought the jersey anyway. And that was a whole different story with the Fanatics and the Adidas coming out later and the Fanatics coming out earlier and the lack of the jerseys, whatever. That's a different situation. And then just the bad defense and all the penalties. So my another problem I have about the defense, to circle back to what we were just talking about in the goalie and the defense, Scott Mayfield should not be taking three fucking penalties that game. You're taking three penalties, and one of them, actually, they pretty much scored on every single power play, but one of them cost you the game. It was a dumb, I'm not going to say it was a bad call, it was the right call, but the, a dumb penalty to take that late. I get it. You're trying to poke the stick. Uh, you're trying to poke the uh, the puck off the stick of the guy coming in, but you shouldn't. You don't have to be swinging it when you're f- literally five inches away from him, where you're possibly going to trip him. And that's what he did. Take the body. All you have to do is take the body, and you knock him off the puck. But no, you take. He he gets over your stick. He take the tripping penalty. They tie up the game, and that game goes to overtime. Cool. Islanders got the point. Rain, uh, Zibanejad had a sick shot. That was an amazing play, in my opinion. I couldn't like it was. That was such a tight window for him to score on. So that's why I don't really blame Sorokin on that one. That was just a a, a sick shot. Then <laughs> to finish on my rant here, really the um the overtime goal. 
that was so bad. I don't know where the fuck Dobson was trying to pass that puck. He, I guess he was trying to pass it to Barzell. But you have Panarin, the Rangers' leading goal scorer and point scorer, right in front of you, two feet away from you. You're not going to get that puck through Panarin to uh, Barzell. What did you think was going to happen? And then the goal, I mean, that was it's just a dumb, stupid rule that they let that goal count. I understand it's the rule. It's a good goal. There's nothing that can be done about it anymore. But the fact that that puck was shot, right, that's because it was a good goal. It was shot, and then the goal came off. But it, I felt like it hit Dobson off Sorokin. That's, and then right when it was hitting Sorokin, the net was coming off. So And then the puck deflects into the net. I don't really understand how that's still counting as a goal. I thought it has to be the person was actually shooting the puck, and the puck was still in motion to go in the net. But whatever. You could say I don't know the fucking rules. I don't really give a shit. I feel like that should be a thing. So I'm not saying it is the rule. I'm saying it should be a thing. So all around, this game was just awful for the Islanders. I mean, when you are outnumbered in the fans and you are literally outplaying the Rangers and you lose that game, that's not only embarrassing for you, that's embarrassing for the fans that you went up 4-1, everyone was feeling great, and then you lose that game like that. In the worst possible scenario, that has to be the most embarrassing thing for the fans to be talking the most shit and then walk out of there with their heads down. And then you have, first off, Ranger fans are fucking absolute terrible. <laughs> like the class, the cl- uh, whatever, the um, the no class Ranger fans, because I'm not going to blame every single Ranger fans. I know a lot. I know a lot of Ranger fans that are, you know, great people. But like the ones that have no class did not give a shit. They were calling it our Stanley Cup because we were winning four to one. But then as soon as they won the game, they were throwing fucking beer bottles at people, hitting people in the par- uh, parking lot. The you Rangers fans are fucking terrible people, and I'm sorry to say it to Ranger fans, but you guys are. Like you get, there's no reason for when no one's bothering you and you walk up to anybody you could see that's wearing an Islander jersey and you're telling screaming in his face "fuck you" and shit because you just won. A game that you were calling our that, Stanley Cup is ridiculous. That literally, that literally happened to me. Is that why you're telling that story? Pretty much, and I've heard it. I heard many other stories though. Seeing them on Twitter, seeing them from other friends, it's insane. I, I was with my two uncles, who are huge Ranger fans, and my cousin, the asshole that's the Islander fan. And honestly, my uncle was yelling at him the entire way to the parking lot because he made himself look like an asshole. We go to get on the fucking line to get back on the train, which, by the way, have you ever taken the train to MetLife? Dude, I've never even been to MetLife. Really? Thank God. Dude, never been to a Jedi Giant Dude, game. I want to go to a Jet game this season. Dude, the train there? Oh, fucking fantastic. Hmm. Oh, it was so easy. Really? I'm going to have to take the next time then. Oh, so fucking easy. Dude, I'll go with you. Hey, we'll get there in like an hour and a half. Fucking easy. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll go, we'll go to a Jets game. <laughs> anyway. We're walking out, right? And there's this kid. He, you can tell he's all fucked up. And he's, like, leaning over. So he's on the other side of the train, like, barricade. And he's looking at me. He's like, fuck you, you fucking loser. <laughs> and I was like, bro, am I talking to you? And he's like, huh? I was like, am I talking to you? And he's like, no. So I was like, so shut your fucking mouth. 
he was like, oh, what are you going to do? So I kind of went like this. And he was like, <gasps> and then he like fucking stumbled because he was trashed. And then, but this is what I, I mean, though. Know. You're not a no confrontational reason. person like that. You wouldn't go up to a Ranger fan or anybody in that matter at all. You wouldn't go up to them and start trying to fight. They're just starting fights. I get that he's drunk, but like, still, it's 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 just no like the like no class Ranger fans was insane. And Fucking annoying. I it, there's just there was just so many things that went wrong with this game. Whether it was you're an Islander fan and maybe even a Ranger fan, I don't really know how you experience the game. But all in all, the NHL, this was, from what I could tell, for both games, not just the Island Ranger game, the Devils and the Flyers, because I watched that the night before. But this event was the sickest event I've ever seen. Any, any of these games that they put on, the Stadium Series yeah. games, this was the best one by far for both. Devils, yeah. Rangers, Devils, oh, Flyers, Rangers, Devils, Rangers, Islanders. Yeah. I agree. The Devils Rangers, I mean, um, the Devils Flyers game was an amazing game, really. And well, it was a good game for the Devils. I thought they were insane. Uh, the game, the atmosphere there was insane. That was a fully 80-20 Devils fan base. The Jonas Brothers were good. I didn't obviously didn't see the pregame concert, but I've heard that it was really good. But then seeing them in the second admission, they were really good. Um, I didn't like that they didn't sell like. Three sections behind the net. I don't, did you see that? No. So behind the net, they didn't sell like three sections, just because Why? they had all these. They had these pyro like shit, like fire and stuff oh, behind really? for the Jonas Brothers and stuff, I guess. But I mean, you you missed out on, like nine thousand seats. So yeah, we the yeah this was full every every there was yeah, no, shit the, everywhere yeah yeah for the Islander Range game. They had the seat sold, but I don't know. I thought that was weird. But the people they had on during the broadcast and, you know, for both games was they were great, very funny, whatever. Um, but just this event, I think this should be a thing every year for the Islanders and Rangers and Devils and whoever. Or maybe they just switch teams of who they're playing because the way this game was good. I mean, the way this game was hosted by MetLife. Shockingly, ice is better than the field at MetLife. I thought that was hilarious. But well, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's different. You don't have like, to play on artificial ice, bro. Yeah, I know. But like regardless, all in all, NHL should host this event for that for these four teams or whatever every year because it was just well done by the NHL. Um I was really impressed about how well it went. I mean you were there so you can yeah. tell your experience about you know- it. The one thing I will say, so before before the game, they brought out Jets and, like, Giants players or whatever. Yeah, that was sick. And the Giants repped out. They went hard. <laughs> like, how sick would it have been if the Jets, like, fucking ran out Rodgers and fucking Garrett Wilson and... Yeah, I'm kind of shocked that Rodgers didn't wasn't there because like yeah. he's he's a ranger fan now well not he's not a ranger fan but he goes to well, ranger games so that would have been incredible i yeah. think because like for the giants i know there's a lot going on with saquon they didn't sign him yet i don't think right like um i don't think so i haven't that. seen anything about that yet but like saquon was there and um the fucking uh meathead uh tommy though <laughs> can't i still can't stand that guy but he was there um among others, but yeah, they like, um, they like, they flexed, honestly. Yeah. I gotta give it to them. But meanwhile, we have Bruce Hall and Quinn and Williams. 
Well, yeah. I mean, all great players. Don't get me wrong, but like the the Jets equivalent of Saquon was just not there. Yeah. Superstar, no, like name name level, recognition level, like status level. Yeah. No, you're right. But I thought that was really cool that they brought them out, and I'm glad it was for the Islander Ranger game because you know it's kind of like our teams in a sense. Yeah. Um. But my problem, another problem I had was seeing the Tommy DeVito commercial for the for the Islander Ranger game, even though it was played the night before. I thought that was just so stupid. Seeing it the same thing over over and over again, that was just so stupid. Well, I guess they were just trying to drum up like viewership. Of yeah, I guess so. But all in all, good job by the NHL. That was a very yeah. fun event. And you said you were surprised about how high scoring the Islander Ranger game was. I'm actually not. Because as soon as I saw that it was Sorokin versus Sturkin, I knew there was just going to be some fireworks that they were going to just put pucks in that, pucks in the net, and I knew Sturkin was going to kind of probably let up some goals, and Sorokin was eventually going to let up some goals. If they put Jonathan Quick in, like the Rangers, that game would have been like fucking 2-1 to one or 3-1 to one Rangers because Quick is having an insane year. I'm very happy for Jonathan Quick because he deserves what he's getting right now. Because he's, you know, he's one of the most famous goalies at, like, in our time at least. He's one of those goalies that you love to see doing well right now. And if they put him in during that game, the Islanders absolutely would have lost that game right away. Um, and then Sorokin obviously was going to be the number one starter. But yeah, so all in all, unless you don't have any other thoughts about it, great series. We cleared up the thing about. You and your video, which honestly, made, I was really pissed off at the game. So seeing that video just made me laugh and made me feel better. But um, yeah, so we cleared it up. Um, th- by the way, if you're gonna talk shit, don't don't be on private. <laughs> don't be on yeah. private. That's the other thing no, about listen, the guy. Listen, like, you can talk the shit all you want. We can it's... take it, but I didn't respond. Yeah, I no said nothing to respond. it. We're not calling you out. We're not, we're not calling you a bad person or anything. Just we just listen, thought it was funny. We just you are entitled. Funny. And listen, we I think we we talk very favorably about um the Rangers when we do talk about the Rangers. Just I, if you go back a few a few uh, episodes, what did I say? What did I say about the Rangers? That the Rangers were going to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah we clearly we support our Rangers. I, I was just very – I put money on the Rangers to win. Um, DraftKings, not betting advice. Um, <laughs> if, you have a, if you have a problem, please seek help at 1-800-GAMBLER or whatever your phone number is. But I, I did. I put, I put a little bit of money on the Rangers to win the Stanley Cup. I just think they're that good. So I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad that the Rangers won. Let's, let's clarify that because then you have the other guy that commented. I don't know his name, but he's like, womp, womp. Like, no, 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 no. That's not why I'm frustrated. I wasn't complaining that the Rangers won. I feel like there's a difference. You know what I'm yeah, saying? No. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. There is I a difference. I wasn't complaining. I was complaining about how poorly the Islanders executed their game plan. Yeah. Especially but, at the end. Listen, we're, we're on not, the fans first. You know, we, we support our team, but we're not going to disrespect the Rangers in a way where we're posting a video about how we hated that the Rangers won. We're yeah, not that's that. not. We're that showing, was not it yeah. at all. We're fo- we're showing our frustrations as Islander fans for the team that we're supporting. That's all. That's all that's going on here. We show support for the Rangers. Brian has a future bet on them to win the cup. I keep saying that they're going to win the division. 
you know, we're not we're not against the Rangers here. That's all. That's all we're saying. We might not talk as much about them, but they're just what is there to talk about though? They're just so good. There's nothing. I can't really say they're on a nine game win streak as of today, uh, day of recording. Like, what else can you, what else do you need to say about them? There's nothing to complain about them. There's nothing for us to rant about them. They're just a fucking good team. Either, you know, shout out to them, I guess, if you want that. Yeah. Hey, look, I'll I'll prove it. Let me see if let me see if we can. So I put five dollars to win thirty because I'm I'm broke. So five dollars to win thirty for the Rangers to win the East Conference and ten dollars to pay one ten for them to win the Cup. So I, I I have it. Here yeah, it is. check out our YouTube. He's showing it right now. I but have it. We don't we don't unit shame here. No one ever unit shames here. So if you're gonna comment about our units, leave it yeah, to yourself. Just, we don't just care. Just wait until baseball season because. And also, not I, I know we we got to move on here before we wrap everything up. But I also was the first one to admit that I don't know, obviously, as much about this as you do. And so this is just as much of a learning process for me as it is for you to just kind of have a good time and shoot the shit on it. So don't shit on me for not fucking knowing the lingo. I've made it very clear that I'm working on this. Don't be a dick to me. Fucking work with me here, motherfucker. Especially yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not even talking shit about your team. Like I, I'm just learning. I'm just here to have a good time. So. Yeah, we're, that, we're here for good laughs. You know, we're here to make you laugh if you if we can. If not, then go. I don't know. Do whatever the hell you please. Um, but yeah, all right. So I think that's good in the, uh, stadium talk. Um, I want to mention the Nets because they fired their head coach, uh, Jacques Vaughn, and their interim coach is I'm blanking on the name already, but it's one of their insistent coaches. Um, I saw a couple things saying it's good and the bad. You know, Jacques Vaughn, he he was a pretty good coach, I I would say. Um, just the problem was that you know it's just the team he has and they're struggling. And I saw a comment by uh Stephen um Stephen A. Smith on ESPN and saying that you know Ben Simmons is just getting a check and walking away and stuff and like barely has played and honestly he's right and you know that that's not the coach's fault but it just it just had to be done you need to get a new voice in there and you know I don't think the Nets will turn around this season I think they're going to look to focus on next season but for now that's that's really it for the Nets news I have I haven't I'm going to be honest I haven't really been paying attention to the Nets but no. we have our we have our Knicks though the Knicks are still killing it they're fourth in the Eastern right now um you know, ever since that trade, they've been just fucking good, man. They're they're doing good. So as long as they keep it up, you know, I could see them maybe making a run for the top of the East. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, just wanted to mention that the Nets fired their coach. I I like it. I think it's good. I think I always think getting a new name, a new voice in there is good. So we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. So. Well. I, what else you got for me, bro? What else you got? All right. Well, we're uh, we're entering now. Do you see the Do you see the thing today about the um, the pants, the baseball pants? Oh, that they're, they're like, like see through. They're like see through. Like yeah. number one, those jerseys are terrible. Yeah. Oh no, those jerseys came out awful. Are they're you bad. fucking kidding me? They're, they're so they're, bad. They're garbage. I'm not buying a jersey this year at all. No. I was thinking about it. I was like, damn, whose jersey could I buy? Honestly, though, if the if the city connect one is sick, I'll I'll get that. Yes, yes, 
There were a couple of. Did you see the Mets spring training hat too? No, I didn't. Garbage. Anyway, really? uh, yeah, no, no good. No. What no, about the Yankees? No. Did you see the Yankees one? I did not see the Yankees one. Okay, I didn't either. I didn't know if you had it. I mean, the Yankees, they're it's like probably simple, right? <laughs> yeah, but that's why I like it. I think you know because you, you're not getting anything that's. I feel like the Mets are just like they try to be. Um, Creative. Yeah, um, I was gonna say they try to like resonate with like the the younger, I guess not younger generation of fan, but like I don't know. Like, yeah, like the new, the, like the new fans, the upcoming, up and coming, yeah, fans. It's just trendy not. fans. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 yeah. Yankees yeah. yeah. are just like, yep, this yeah. is what we got. The same shit as last year. Here you go. Oh, wait, I just want to interrupt you just one second because I just did this and it reminded me of the Devils uh, Bastion. When he scored and did this was the sickest fucking thing I've ever seen as a Sully in my life. I love that. But continue with the uh, with the Mets. I'm sorry. I just had to mention that. No, I don't. I don't really think I have. I'm just looking actually at the Yankees spring training hat. Yeah, I mean, kind of exactly what i would anticipate um two came up i don't know which one is is actually legit or not but they're not bad i mean yeah, this one is a regular hat this one's there i mean i like i like it it's pretty like simple it. um yeah so but those talk- jerseys are so bad i couldn't believe them the fucking yeah whatever this is what do you call it the arch whatever no so stupid. Like, no I don't good. even know. Fanatics is just ruining the game. As much as I'll buy a Fanatics jersey for myself, but for it to be on players, that's just so no dumb. Good. I won't buy one for myself either. The font is, it, is weird. Let me ask you. Is it Fanatics and Nike? Like, are they both together? So, I actually saw something on this before. So, I think it, it might have been John Boy Media. So, shout out to them, potentially. But, so, apparently, Nike designed the jerseys and Fanatics manufactured the jerseys. Okay, I figured that. So I guess technically it's a partnership, but then you got like the owner of Fanatics who came out and he was like, well, uh, it's not us because uh, it's Nike's idea. Like, bro, they're your pants. They're your like, pants. You see- they're your letters. You can make them bigger. Like, So I don't want to, you know, I believe it was... So there's a player on the Giants, Casey Schmidt. I don't know if you've seen it, the picture. No. All right. No. So if you don't know what we're talking about and you're like, what, what the fuck are these two morons going over right now? If you, like, I guess either it's like YouTube or Instagram or like TikTok or Twitter or whatever, because um, it's trending, Casey Schmidt pants, you'll understand what we're talking about. Well, what I'm talking about, Matt, I mean, you should probably look it up, honestly. No, it's the, it's the see-through pants. Yeah, but it's him sitting. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it's everything. You just you, you got a full imprint. Like, It's like, what are you doing? What, I mean, not, just, not him. I'm not mad at him, obviously. Yeah, no, and it's not him. But like, it's terrible. And there are multiple like multiple instances, instances of this. Yeah, They're I mean... Terrible. There's no reason for a man's baseball pants to be see-through, especially 
when it's going to be out on the field in the sun and everyone's going to see it. And if the game is on national TV, then the entire country is going to see it. Yeah, no good. It's not, no it's, good. This is not a good look for Nike, in my opinion. Like You have Fanatics making these bullshit jerseys and pants, and Nike is like one of the top like companies in this country. And they're like, no what good. the fuck? Yeah, no good. Yeah, not no good. good. Uh, I think um, I saw the other day. Actually, I saw it today, but it happened a couple of days ago. That Daniel Vogelbeck signed with the Blue Jays. Is it, yeah, is it legitimacy to this. Yeah, it was a minor league deal, so he's going to be headed up there, north of the uh, the El Porter. Well, Good for him. I mean, I, listen, I'm man, happy for he, him. I just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I could have gotten paid for him, but I don't really give a shit that he's not on the Mets anymore. I, you know, no, I wasn't a big no. fan of him. Detrimental. Yeah, I was on. So, so I heard a report. I guess it was a while back that Shaw Walter didn't want to play him, but the front office was like, "You've seen the movie Moneyball, where they're talking about like Carlos Pena." Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, nah, we're gonna. Uh, you got to start Hatterberg because that's how we designed the team to be. And if you don't do yeah. it, I'm just gonna trade him, and then you trade him. So apparently, Shaw Walter was like, "Yo, like this ain't working. Like we can't play this guy." Like. The lights on, but nobody's home. Like, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> and the front office was like, "No, you need to play him because that's what we got him to do." And like, do what? What are you doing? I watched more fastballs right down the middle to Volgabot. Like, I could have gotten paid to do that and had the same result. Yeah. No, they like need, this- they need to work on like a see see a pitch type of thing, you know. Like watch where the pitch goes, and they just don't swing her, and they just see where it's going. Like, yeah, not in a cheating way, just like watching film. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, good for him. Glad he's not, you know, not. Glad he's not, not. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) um, I let's stick with the Mets here. Um, spring training. Spring training starts this week. Uh, the Dodgers played the Padres already, so the Mets are starting. Yep, they are. They definitely are. So the one thing I was I'm not curious about, I guess, but there's a lot of big free agents left um, on the board. Two pitchers, two hitters. How sick would Bellinger be here in New York? It would be interesting. Uh, I would, I, I would love if he came here, but it'd be it, it. It's like, how would he play under the pressure? I feel like we asked that about every single player that comes to New York. You know, how would he play under the New York pressure? Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, he did it in L.A. He did it in Chicago. Obviously, I know he struggled a little bit in L.A. And that's like the two other big markets, you know? Yeah, I'm almost wondering if you give him like a two-year deal with like an option for like – make it really unique. You give him a lot of money, $40, $45 million a year. Two-year deal, $90 million with like – an opt-in for another like three years and 110 million or some, you know, wacky thing. Yeah. Just to see kind of how it works. I'm seeing even like, um, you saw the Yankees still have that offer out to Blake Snow. Yeah. I was kind of weirded out so by like, that. Why do you still have an offer out for him? They still have the offer out on him. Boris. It's like a bounty. <laughs> yeah. He's not, but like they're not budging off of that. And then I thought to myself, could you imagine? Uh, you remember this from a couple of weeks ago. Could you imagine the Mets offered Blake Snell 150 over six? That would be horrible. 
Yeah. Like, if I'm a Yankee fan, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Why? I don't think Yankee no. fans care. They probably just want the pitcher. Yeah, but no. No. Well, all right. Well, let me ask you this. Now that Cody, well, breaking, well, not breaking news. It's kind of news yesterday, but Kodai yeah. Sanga is on the IL now and he's probably going to be out till after opening day. Now, do yeah. the Mets offer Blake Snell something small? I know he wants money, but would they offer him something where they can bring him in to cover for Kodai for now? But I don't know if, because keep in mind though, right? Snell has been so inconsistent. Yeah, that's what so we talked about. He's banking on, I would assume that Boris, Scott Boris isn't like a dumb guy, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I, I could see Scott Boris thinking to himself, like, fuck, I need to get as many years as I possibly can for this guy because if he goes short term, there's a very good chance that he has three very mediocre years. And yeah. then what? You know? Like, he turns around and, and, Listen, like a four ERA is respectable. Like you're getting the job done. Like yeah, you you might be giving up double the amount of runs that say Garrett Cole gives up, but you're you're not getting paid Garrett Cole money to do it. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if you're gonna pay like a Scherzer or like a Verlander or Garrett Cole or a Kershaw or whatever, then like you, you kind of gotta be putting out those kind of numbers and Blake Snell just doesn't he doesn't do it year over year I don't pay him I wouldn't pay him 30 million a year or 25 million a year or whatever it equates out to I, I would be like listen bro like I'll give you I would okay so if I'm the Mets I would say listen I will give you 50 million over two years so that's 25 million a year I know I kind of just you know whatever but I really wouldn't go much more than that I wouldn't trust him yeah no, like it, you. I think that's a good contract for Blake Snell, if it's coming from the Mets, you know. Well, yeah, but like for the Yankees, I mean, like think about it this way: you, if I mean, we don't know what their inner workings are, but like you just traded four of your pitching prospects or four pitchers from your organization to get um, Soto, who is a free agent after the year. Do you really want to? pony up 25 plus million on Blake Snell when you're going to have to or when you could potentially give that plus some to Juan Soto but I would say no I'd rather Soto yeah no I agree with that I I would rather Soto too but we said last week or last I said last week a bunch of times this wasn't last week on the last podcast we said that the Mets or your take was the Mets and Yankees should not divulge Blake Snell at all, right? However, I feel like now, now that Kodai Sang is down, the only per, the only team in New York that should be trying to push for Snell sh- probably should be the Mets. And here's why: you, the Yankees are expecting a big year from Nestor, right? He's throwing really good so far in the first couple of days or weeks, whatever, uh, from spring training. Now with the Mets, um. With the Mets trying to get back with Kodai Sanga, like just get something back in the rotation for at least the uh for the opening week and maybe even the month. We don't know what this kid this injury for Kodai Sanga is. I know I mean I know it's a strain, but like we don't know how long like how long he might, you know, he could get worse or he could get better right away. Who knows? I think you might need to think about pursuing um Blake Snell. And just like what you said, though, like a two-year, fifty million contract, 
because he's waiting, you know, I mean, I get it. Spring training is just starting, but you want that guy to be throwing, you know, three innings for the next four, five spring training games. Would you say that's fair? Like it's it. You need that guy throwing, and you we don't even know if he's been throwing on his own. So I don't know. Snell, I think, yeah. I think they should yeah. probably look into getting Snell. Um, I know Cohen just said today that it's very important that we keep Alonzo as well. You know, obviously yeah. we agree. Yeah. That, you know, you need to get him on the books like ASAP, but you also need to keep in mind that our pitching right now is not as top tier as people think. But happy to see Diaz again. <laughs> yeah, he looked filthy versus um he uh he uh he had his live A B session versus Alonzo. Alonzo looked like he was lost. Of course. Um, but, you know, I would like the Mets. I, I think that there are a couple of guys that I would say, you know what? Like, I would, like, okay, let me let me present to you, I guess, an A, B, and a C option. And I'm not going to name Snell. So, my A option, I think, like, like, I like Jordan Montgomery a lot. Yeah, you've been advocating for him. Like three years, like twenty-seven five a year, wouldn't be a bad a bad thing. I don't think. I I don't think he's pitched in New York before. Um. Or or okay. Then my B level, I think just as like a a guy that's gonna eat up a bunch of innings and like a veteran, experienced dude. Um. You remember Michael Lorenzen? Yeah, I feel like I remember the name. So he used to pitch for like so he pitched for the Reds and like dude used to hit like fucking crazy homers like to the point where they would play him in the outfield to like get him at bats. And then like he pitched for like the Angels and the Phillies and threw a no hitter as a Philly last year and like whatever else, right? Yeah. So bro, why oh, Amy's texting me. I don't know, dude. Be nice because people listen to this. And then um, <laughs> you looked. <laughs> I just looked up. <laughs> you looked. So, um, um, fuck. I'm so distracted, dude. Lorenzo, you liked him. They put him in the outfield. Anyway, sorry. I told her to text her cousin. I don't know why she's bothering me. Anyway, so, okay. Montgomery, Lorenzen is like a one-year $10 million guy. So, like, what – you know what they say. There's no such thing as a bad one-year deal because they're just off the books after one year. Fuck, I'd give Blake Snow one-year $50 million. What's the worst thing that could happen? You blow fucking $50 million? That's fine. Not my money. All right, third option. Now, this is going to be a little bit of a wild card. Are you ready for this one? I'm listening. Noah Syndergaard. Dude was horrible last year. (laughs) I wanted to stay quiet. I just wanted that to resonate through this podcast. (laughs) The dude was horrible last year. Yeah, he he was fucking awful. But. 
Okay. You bring him back. You need a starting pitcher. You need another guy. Fuck it. <laughs> Let's do it. Or, all right. So those are free agents. But are, are we talk? We're talking depth options here, obviously, right? So yeah. There's one other depth piece that I think could potentially be available that could potentially work. Potentially. 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 <laughs> Potentially, 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 potentially. I was gonna say, I was gonna say potentially potentiable, but potential is not a word. What if you <laughs> trade for Steven Max? Another you just want you would... want these fucking Mets guys back, man. No, they were bad. They're fucking. They were they were terrible. So why why are they your picks because, right now? Because the Mets don't have a rotation. Yeah, but then you're trying to get the 2015 rotation. You might as well get no. Matt Harvey on the line right now. I would get Matt Harvey on the line. I asked no, Mike Faf, he's probably fucking I, in a ditch somewhere I, right now. I asked, Matt, I asked Mike Faf, the GM, the president of the Long Island Ducks, multiple times for Matt Harvey. Multiple, multiple times. We need to get Faf on this podcast. He will tell you, I hit him up so many fucking times for Matt Harvey. So many times. You remember when the Angels cut Albert Pujols? Yeah. I made Dennis call Mike Faf. And be like, yo, Brian wants Mike. Brian wants Albert Pujols on the Ducks, and he was like, is Brian high? Like, there's no <laughs> way. Like, he was like, bro, this this kid must be drinking or some shit. Like, there's no how the fuck am I gonna? Doesn't matter. You probably are. Anyway, uh, not high. I drink though. Drugs scare me. Don't do drugs. Anyway, I listen. I I, I think so. Singh is gone, right? Say Singh is gone for the first month. So to open the year in your rotation, you've had Quintana. I don't even yeah. know the rest of the guys. That Adrian Hauser, right? Sean Manea, Severino, and who? McGill? Yeah, essentially. Fucking Sean Reed Foley? You would have had you would have had Senga, but obviously he's dirt. Yeah. So why not just or unless the Dodgers see <laughs> Maybe the Dodgers just want to like get super crazy and trade for Senga to go with Otani and Yamamoto, and then we'll just take back Bobby Miller and Walker Buehler and Evan Phillips and Will Smith and Freddie Freeman. Just full five for one. Super unrealistic, but I don't even think the Mets are stupid enough to trade Senga right now. No, no, they need especially Senga. when they have I... no aces. Not calling Senga an ace, but like they don't. If you ask my boss at work, if you go up to him and you go, hey, Mike, tell me about the Mets rotation. He'll be like, all right, the Mets have one, two, and four fives. Right now. Yeah. Why not add another depth piece to this team? And I know, listen, I know Max wasn't very good. I understand the fact that Syndergaard has struggled. But just add another piece. Fuck it. It's on one a one year deal or a two year deal? I think baseball fans or like Met Mets baseball fans would not like Syndergaard back. But I think Mets fans yes, there's a difference. Mets fans would love Syndergaard back because of just who he is. Um but honestly I think you throw Montgomery in that third slot right there. Why the fuck not? Give him He'd one be year. Perfect. He'd be perfect. Yeah, like he's still he can still pitch, I think. It'd be like what you said with the money ball situation. Yeah. I mean, so, just 
do something. Yeah. Well, anyway. we'll see what they do. Um, Mets and the Yankees starting spring training with pitchers and catchers and you know other players, whatever. Should... We won't won't be talking about them until something yeah. happens. Um, Should we? Uh... Sorry, not to cut you off. Should we like make a prediction here? Like, should we? Should we? We'll save that yeah, for next time. We'll yeah, we'll it. save that for when the season gets closer to the start. We'll see how they do in like teams do in spring training and stuff, and we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, we can wait on the predictions. Um, I really hope we didn't get to. Yeah, we hope. Now. Yeah, well, we didn't really get to talk about it a lot on any time recently. But congratulations to the Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl. I don't know how many people loved that or hated it, but, you know, congratulations to them. It was a great season all around for the NFL. A lot of exciting moments. Congratulations to the Jets and Garrett Wilson. Got uh, catch of the year. That was really nice. Um, yeah. Also, mm-hmm. fuck the Riptide because fuck they are, they are leaving. leaving. Nassau Coliseum to go to yeah. Ottawa. They already have an Instagram account for Ottawa, which I thought was super stupid. How I mean, do you yeah. have an Instagram account for the Ottawa team when your team is still ru- like rushing for the playoffs? The fact that that got leaked and they released a statement about it before they're making a run for the playoffs right now might be the dumbest move they could have ever made because now no one gives a shit. People are going to be like, all right, let's either – all right. I'm not going to say they don't give a shit. I'm going to say either people will care enough that they want to go see the Riptide in their final days, or they're going to be like, what the hell is the point? They're not going to be here anyway. And yeah. so the reason why they're leaving is because they could not draw enough people to their games. I'm sorry. I'm just going on a rant about this for a team that's not really so a major league Ottawa? sport. But I want to just talk about this because as a person that lives on Long Island, kind of want to talk about this. So, and I'm also, I also like the Riptide. But – the fact that they said that it's they didn't draw enough, you know, they didn't say it in their official statement, but we all know what it is, that they didn't draw enough fans to the crowd, I mean to the stadium. How about you get how about you build a team? I get it, you have Jeff T and a bunch of other people that are good enough, but like how do you not how do you not build a team that is actually good enough to win games? You went three, four years, whatever the hell amount it was, with like getting one or two games two or three win game, like three wins in your seasons. And then all of a sudden, finally in the final season of your time here, you're finally winning games to make a playoff rush. And then you're leaving. That's on the, that's on the front office, not getting players to win, like get to win games. That's terrible. It's like any, any sport. If a team's not winning games, you're not going to draw a crowds that happens. So the fact that they're just abandoning they just signed a five year lease, by the way, so I guess that's just terminated. But um the fact that they're leaving to go to another stadium shows just how bad that uh the Coliseum is is key uh, is at keeping things there. So today they announced that the Sands does not have a valid lease to operate the Coliseum and the area around it. That happened like probably two or three hours ago that that was announced. Like by uh judge ruled that today. So I went on a rant earlier before and not on this podcast podcast off camera that it is so dumb that we are okay with letting that Coliseum sit and have nothing besides two or three, sometimes even one, big event events 
in eight to, every eight to ten months. That is ridiculous. That this small thirteen thousand seat arena, they don't want to put anything there, but they want to leave this arena empty with the lights on and everything running around it. You know, just it's just stupid to me. Like I don't get me wrong, I love the Coliseum. You know, I basically grew up there as an Islander fan. I love the memories I have there. But if nothing's gonna go there, then I would prefer to have something else there. You know. Given or even just use the Coliseum in a d- different surrounding area, make it a, into a smaller, even smaller for like concerts or something that, or like an outdoor stadium or something. But I just like, don't know if the Coliseum would pull though. If it was like a, a concert arena, right? I don't know if it would pull as much as like a Jones Beach would. Or yeah, uh, no, I don't think so either. That because it's not on the water or anything. It's in the smack middle of Hempstead, Uniondale, and Garden City, so it's not. And East Meadow. Point, it's just and so pointless. Don't forget East Meadow. Yeah, and East Meadow, whatever. And it's, it's just so, to me, just having that place sit there right now is just so, I get it, the Nets are there, but I'm not counting those small events like that. I'm talking about when AEW comes to town or WWE or fucking Michael Bolton. I don't give a shit who. Like, you want to hear a, I got so a good dumb. story. I got a good story about that. You ready? So sure. when I was in eighth grade, so my, all right. So when I lived in Queens with my dad, right, our neighbors, like we were cool with them. Like they were cool with us or whatever. Right. So my, my brother, Jaden and their kid, Joe, like, yeah, like we were, we were all friends or whatever, but like they were in the same grade. They were always I'm like fucking becoming unbuttoned here. They were like in the same grade and they were always in the same class and shit. Like they were tight. Right. And they loved WWE. So I remember the one time my dad was like, yo, I got us tickets to go to like Monday Night Raw. And I was like, that's going to suck. Like that, why am I going to this? Like, no, no, don't, I want to stay home. Like I would rather just like stay home. And he was like, no, 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 we're going to go. You're going to have a great time or whatever. It's going to be great, right? So we're in the Coliseum all the way up, like pretty much the highest possible point that you could go, right? And I'm, I remember they had like the um the, the the first part of it. So it's like they like a bunch of like up and coming wrestlers will wrestle before like it goes on TV live. Yeah, pre matches or whatever it's called. Yeah. So I watched about thirty seconds of the first one and I didn't wake up. I passed out right in the seat. I didn't wake up until like the very end. And of course, like it was stone cold. He like came out on his ATV, smashing Coors lights across his skull and shit. <laughs> and like, I like that. That was, you know, whatever. But I literally fell asleep in the Coliseum all the way up during Monday Night Raw. Well, so that's what happens? I mean, it it happens. And yeah, so the Coliseum is just gonna sit there again until they bring the Bridgeport Islanders there. And I'm not gonna go on a rant with that right now. I don't really feel like it, but. Once again, Coliseum just gonna sit there, lights on, nothing going on, you know, just because Hofstra sued and stuff. So we're okay with this this old building from 1972 just sitting there. Just knock it down. Yeah, I don't. I mean, but that's the thing. What else are you gonna build there besides like a casino? I mean, you could just build apartment complexes, but do the surrounding areas want another apartment complex? You know, it's well, it's the area. You can't even put like a mall or like no. an outlet there, like like yeah. a Tanger outlet. 
would be mm-hmm. terribly there because why would I go then I can just go to Roosevelt Field? Yeah, it's I get it. It's like different stuff and, and whatever, but I thought my my thing, right, is if you partner with like the Marriott and then you bring in other like big name like companies in on it, you could probably build a massive hotel that connects to the Coliseum. And then you can connect it out, like, the other side. Like, make, like, one, like, walkway or, like, one pathway and out the other side and do, like, a giant, like, casino and, like, restaurants and bars. And, like, like you went to Hoster. Wouldn't you have liked to have some place? And I know, like, Hempstead Turnpike kind of had some, some shit over there. But, like, if you guys could, like, have a place where you can go and, like, actually, like, hang out and, like, have, like, a big, like, food selection and shit. Like, especially right being right there. Like I would think that would be beneficial. Yeah, I mean, anything having the Islanders there was great when I was in college, but like now I'm obviously not in college. But you know, I for the students that are there now to have something there that's fun and exciting to do would be sick for them. You know, we I was talking about it off camera, and it was like, you know, what do they put there? You can't put a mall, right? No. That's not going to work. You can't put a park because Eisenhower Park's right there. My idea was yeah. putting like Central Park like a central park type of thing, but for long Island right there, but it wouldn't work. Cause you have Eisenhower park right there. Yeah. And they have um, everything in there already. Yeah, exactly. You can't put a golf course there. Cause they also have Ooh, a golf course. Top golf. You can't put top golf. You already have one on long Island, Allen Holtzville. They're not going to do so two. On one. Why? They, they're not, it won't draw Why? It. because you draw. have half, you would have half of the Island go into one area and the other half go into one. It's not going to work. It wouldn't be able to sustain anything. I, then I could just go to the one out east and not have to worry about seeing people that I know. You can still see people you know out in one Suffolk if it has reservations. Not if I'm wearing a mustache. They won't know it's me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can't. There's only so much you can do. And honestly, I think it's so stupid, but it's the only thing that I could think of that might, might. Very slim might build a stadium for the New York Jets and put them there. Never, it won't be. Big it, would, it would never happen. It would never happen. It's Although, not an actual thing happening. But how what, cool would that be? You know what they could do though. So I was talking to Dennis, and he was saying that early on in the Atlantic League, probably like four or five years in, there were talks of putting a team in Nassau County and basing them out of Mitchell Field. That would be sick. You put like a little stadium there and you develop the area around that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, why not build a bigger stadium for the Ducks and just move them there? Because the Ducks are, you know, they're Suffolk County's thing. Like, it'd be cool to like have another team. Okay. So I get what you're saying, though. No, that's no, that's fair. It's like Suffolk I mean, County's the Ducks, thing. There's, like... there's enough room to like expand on that place. Where? Like at Duck Stadium right now? Yeah, I mean, if not, they could definitely find something locally. But that's all taxpayer-funded, and, like, there has to be some sort of benefit. So, like, offhand, I don't have a plan. But if I had a plan, I would tell you what the plan is. Well, I mean, it's just my opinion that all these Islander fans will say, bring the Bridgeport Bridgeport Islanders to Nassau Coliseum and let them play hockey there because we because Islander fans would come out and play. I mean, uh, play. They would come out and watch. You're lying. No, you wouldn't. I'm sorry. Yeah. We could barely even make – we could play about going to UBS and stuff. But, like, oh, we'll go to the Coliseum because the, the AHL team's playing there. 
No, you would be like, all right, we'll go for we'll we'll go to tonight game, and that'll be like the first game, right? How about fucking seven Saturdays from now, from opening day, opening night, whatever you want to call it. It's middle season. Nobody's going to a game on a Saturday night to a Bridgeport Island game. I'm sorry, it doesn't happen. It doesn't even happen in Bridgeport. I wanted to go to a Bridgeport game, but you were like, oh, why do you want to go to a Bridgeport game? Okay, okay. we could go to a Bridgeport game, but when's the next time you go to the next game? Even if it was on Long Island, would you say you want to go to a Bridgeport Island game on a Thursday, but then, hey, they have a game I, on Saturday. Would you go to that Saturday game, but you already went to the one on Thursday? I <laughs> – so <laughs> – You can't even say yes to that because you know I'm right. I, I – I always welcome the chance to go back to Connecticut. So Casey went to Sacred Heart. Yeah. And like I remember and this this might be a little, you know, love story-ish, however you want to phrase it, but I remember so every time I would go there, I would be like I fucking hate Connecticut. Fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. <laughs> and I would drive there and I would sit on 95 in fucking hours worth of traffic. I know that and I know I'd the get deal. there and I'd be like, fuck this place. I want to go home. But then I'd go home alone. And I was always like, fuck, I want to stay in Connecticut. And I was always sad as fuck, right? But now I love going to Connecticut because I bring my girl out of Connecticut with me. <laughs> That's but, so but you know what they, you know what? Oh, I know what they could play. Casey, if you're listening, that was adorable. You need to hear that. I, I know it. That's something you got to tell Cameron to tell her because there's no way in fuck she's actually going to listen to that. But anyway, I know what I would put in the Coliseum. I know what I would put there. What? You're going to make fun of me, but I know what I'd put there. A box across team? (laughs) Nope. A fucking Bass Pro Shop. I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm not going to make fun of you because I 100% agree. I would love that. I'm not even a fisherman, but I would love that. Dude, the one in Memphis, that was the best part of Memphis. Yeah. The best part. Hands down. Sorry, Ron. Sorry. Like it was great seeing you, but like Bass Pro Shop, way better than fucking No, like yeah. I'm not oh I'm God, not dude. I'm not a fishing dude, but like oh I, my God. anytime I dude, go to the area of the Bass Pro Shops, it's sick. Dude, the one in Memphis, and I know I know we gotta wrap it up here, but the one in Memphis used to be the arena for the Grizzlies, yeah. right? No, I know the so story, yeah. Giant pyramid. Yeah. So I walk in, right? And Casey's mom goes, so Chris is like, oh, look, like, they sell fudge here. And I go, holy shit. I'm like, oh, hang on. I got to talk like I'm from Memphis. So in front of all the people in Bass Pro Shop, Chris is like, oh, wow, they sell fudge here. And I'm like, holy shit, they got alligators. I just made some fudge. (laughs) Dude, I almost Chris shit my does pants. not deserve that. <laughs> dude, I almost shit my pants, dude. I literally, I've listen. I love my mother in law. I really do. But in seven years, I've never ever seen her laugh that hard at something I said. It was just the delivery, like, dude. You get down there and you get off the plane, and it's just like Christ Almighty. I don't really it's know. It's like we just countryside. Oh my god, dude! It's it's not even the fucking countryside. It's like not a great it's neighborhood. Like, the only yeah. ten Yeah, yeah, but like no, like it's is like Memphis I don't. Tennessee? Am I stupid? Yeah, it is. Okay. It All is. Right, it's good. on. It's on the so like that oh, bass pro shop is on the river, and on the other side of the river is fucking Mississippi. Yeah. So just when you think it can't get worse, 
it gets worse. Oh no, not Mississippi. I apologize. It's Arkansas. It's Arkansas. South is Mississippi. So like when we were there, I said to Dennis, I'm like, dude, can we just do a big lap so I can hit all three of these states at once and I don't have to come back? <laughs> we were totally off the rails. This is not a sports podcast right now. <laughs> all right. So moral of the story, for the Bass Pro Shops or the Jets' new football stadium at the Coliseum site, there's your takes. Oh, man. All right. Well. So I think we might have to have a podcast before the uh, the NHL. Well, I don't think we will actually the NHL trade deadline. So we'll see. All right. So I guess we can just do something quickly. I think the Islanders are going to be probably a little bit of both buyers and sellers. I think they might have some people they want to move, um, but they also probably have people they want to bring in. I think Lou might want to go fully in with uh, with the trade deadline and try to go for a maybe a playoff run this season because they are only with those fucking 14 overtime losses. They are only four points out of a wild card as of today. So I think he might still feel like they can somehow get in. So I think you're going to see a little bit of movement with the Islanders or they'll be just be like, ah, we're going to stay Pat. Yeah. Fuck you. Don't stand Pat. Do something. Um, The Rangers don't think they're really going to make anything, any moves. I mean, unless they want to try to fill like that Blake Wheeler spot again, but I don't really think they have to. I think they're they're playing good. You're on a nine game win streak. I don't think you have to do anything right now. So stay pat, Rangers. But we'll see. The Rangers. Yeah, I mean the Rangers could just fucking go crazy and do something. You know, how much is too much? Can I just ask that? Is this like MLB where like, all right, like this is this is fucking too much. You know what I'm saying? Like how much? <clears throat> how much is too much? Um, like, I mean, like, like I mean, like talent wise, like, is there ever a point where it's just like, all right, we physically cannot upgrade this roster? Yeah, well, they have the st- they have the salary cap, so you have to pay these players in their contracts. So once you hit this, you can't go over the salary cap. Oh, yeah, yeah. MLB yeah, doesn't so, have that. Yeah, no, MLB, you can pay the players as much as you want. So. Yeah, so there is a point where it gets like it's too much, but so basically we'll see what happens with the Islanders and Rangers. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got for us today. Um, trying to think if there was anything else. I thought I saw something today that I wanted to talk about, but I I think we talked about it. Um, did you get your jersey? I saw you. I you know you said you were gonna get the Stadium Series one. Yeah, you... I didn't. Jack did. Oh right, yeah, yeah. your bro- your uh, brother-in-law. Yeah, Jack got it. Thank you, Connor. Really appreciate it. Yeah, shout out to Isles Lab. You guys suck. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Except Connor and uh, and um, all right, there are a couple of names now. I gotta like you know, so Connor, Cisco, that's my boy. Matt, um, we got um, uh, fuck. Josh, Josh, that's my boy. Anybody, if you ever go to the Isles Lab and you walk right in, the dude always by the door looking fly as fuck, that's Josh. Dap him up. Tell him that Brian sent you. He's not going to give you anything, but just tell him, tell him, tell him Brian. Brian sent you. Victoria at the counter always comes through for me in a big way. And um, Emma, who's new to the new to the list. Hi, Emma. All right, that's pretty much it. You good? 
I'm good if you're good. <laughs> I'm good. Thank you for listening to my Memphis rant. I, 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 I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram to see more. We're going to try to do those um, emergency pod things, I guess, You know where we just update ourselves um, like that. So make sure to follow us. Uh, we talk in NY just like that on all our platforms and uh yeah we'll see us see you guys soon brian you want to sign us off with a quote oh you know what you know what i was thinking too real quick i have some picks from the stadium series if you want them maybe we could upload them to the instagram page for those who went there yeah man honestly if you want to either send them to me or you want to make yourself a little make a video your own and you can send it and we'll post it yeah i don't know how to fucking do that that's what you think from the from the the photogenic collection of Brian. I'll uh, I'll see I'll see what we got going on. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time to sign off. What you got for us? What's uh? What's the Blue's Clues song? Now it's time for so long, but we're gonna sing just one more song. Thanks for doing your part. You sure are smart. You know, with me and you, and Matt. You can do anything that you uh that you want to do.